Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic Christmas season so far. Just a quick rundown of what you can expect to hear in this episode. So I sat down with Jordan. Jordan's been at Cottonmouth the past two weeks. I've been at Togo Island. Both of these properties right on the Mississippi River, however, uh, Cottonmouth is further north, Togo further south. We wanted to talk about the similarities and the differences of what we saw between deer activity and specifically rutting activity between the two time periods because it's the way the rut unfolds in the south is, is pretty interesting and to hear it from the first-hand experiences i thought was really interesting as well we talk about hunts that worked factors that made them work calling deer in catching deer uh eating native vegetation versus food plots and then one of the more interesting things we talked about was the effects of the flood i know y'all have heard us talk about the flood a bunch uh so far because it's been you know a really big <laughs> really big factor in this season and we talk about uh you know the longer this season goes on we try to figure out more and more what the effects of that flood are uh, but what's most interesting about this episode is we talk about one factor that doesn't appear to be negative, which is, is really interesting to me. So tune in. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll learn some stuff. And yeah, enjoy the show. Oh, one more thing. If you want to do us a big, big favor, I promise you it won't take long. Head on over to our page on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, type in Primo's Hunting. You'll see the Speak the Language podcast. Give us a five-star rating if you would and write us a review. Now, enjoy the show. December the 22nd, three days before Christmas. Yep, we are officially on our Christmas break. Christmas break. Feel like we're back in high school. Yeah, we uh every year we get, you know, a few days away from Cottonmouth. We it sounds crazy to say it, but we I mean, we have to take a few days <laughs> off. It yeah. get so run down ragged this time of year. Yeah. You I mean like uh you get to the point where you like you don't even realize how tired you are until yeah. You kind of get back and stopped, and you're like, oh, okay. Not I should only, probably slow down for I a mean, while. Yeah, I'm physically tired from getting up and working long days every day, but it mentally is the main thing. Yeah. it's um Even if the hunting's good, it's just that much time in a tree, that much time around. I mean, honestly, even though, I mean, we all get along, but still just being around the same you know yeah. i mean there's six of us and you know wilbur <laughs> wilbur hadn't been around this year so five of us and you know so you're around those same people all day every day it just gets so monotonous you get just mentally drained yeah it's not like we're talking bad about it just no need a break christmas is always a yeah good time to we get to spend time with people we don't get to see very often because no. we're gone yeah and um for sure we'll get to hunt uh which i guess a little bit of spoiler alert like we are playing this week i mean we're gonna hunt some just won't be a cottonmouth or, yep. or togo uh the people that do follow lake and myself around on instagram or yeah. whatever we uh you've probably seen it we've been hunting place we called the zoo the zoo carter muscagney he's a manager of that place and mm-hmm. he's gracious enough to let us go out there hunting and it's been a joy because it's right here close to the house and we're helping him and trying to figure out how to hunt this place because he just got it yeah and it's, it's new to us and new to him yep so we're gonna be doing that this week so we- i'm gonna i'm gonna have to do some reevaluating because I, I have not been out there since probably early november mm-hmm. maybe you know and uh but we know we know what was out there during the early season you know yep. i'm just stuff has changed a lot mm-hmm. but uh it'll be interesting like i'm and i know there's some big deer on that place yeah and i, I hunted out there thanksgiving week and had an ego check for sure <laughs> i had this buck come in i killed yeah. my bow and i was so fired up and got down and it was a lot younger deer than i thought he was <laughs> and i have been hearing some stuff from you yeah well 
it's all fun though yeah. <laughs> i know i did wrong I, I, we all want to shoot mature bucks and yeah it's well like here's my take on that whole thing like if as far as like like if you were hunting on a place that belonged to you or your friend or whatever and the management program that was set for it was just like state legal deer yeah then i wouldn't have said a word yeah you know because i mean there's i know i have good friends that are like that like they just like having fun and like keep it like long as you keep it legal i don't care what you do yeah it's all you know? it's all fun but we're all trying to grow mature bucks out there and yeah i messed up yeah so like in that circumstance where we're hunting a friend's place that has put a lot of work into it and then a young deer gets shot yeah i'll give it a little bit of grief yeah hopefully it doesn't come back to bite me but <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back around sometime or another yeah because <laughs> i trust me i have gave people a lot of shenanigans about shooting a young deer and just yeah. it happened it can happen like it, it i know it can happen so um but i mean that like that place does have like i know the deer that i saw during the early season yeah i saw some true i mean like truly impressive shooter bucks that i mean that would that would be considered good shooter bucks anywhere in the country mm-hmm. on that place yeah uh so that'll be fun to do yeah we uh got some pitiful weather coming ahead though yeah this uh i know can't hunt tomorrow and can't hunt christmas eve and christmas day but starting after that we plan on hunting i looked yeah. at the forecast today and it's gonna be in the 70s yeah yeah that's so. the mississippi for you yeah it will knock them back a little bit for daylight movement, but you do have yeah. the rut working in your favor, and then bucks should be up. Yeah. Speaking of the rut, uh, Brad and I touched on it a little bit last week. Yep. But I wanted to go into more detail on it because now, you know, we have me who was at Togo, and we have you that was at Cottonmouth. And I thought the differences when what we were seeing as far as timing goes was very interesting. I'm going to tell you. I've been hunting cottonmouth. This is my fourth season. Yep. It's my fourth rut to go through over there. Mm-hmm. And this year has been way more pronounced chasing, coming to calling than I've ever seen over there. Yeah. And I could tell that from the footage, the clips y'all sending yep. us. And I- everybody's heard us talk about the flood and this and that. And our, we're not, we don't have the antler size. That's no fm butts around it yeah. they're down as far as yeah. antler size yeah. but body weights are through the roof yeah. they're incredible how they have rebounded yeah and i think that's got a lot to do with the rut because we uh i mean just number wise doing trail cam surveys since august i'd say our herd is down 40 to 50 yeah. percent of what we normally see yeah i was gonna guess 30 to 40 i'm thinking somewhere in there i'm thinking closer to 50 yeah so that's me and Brad were talking about that too because when you sent that clip, I said, Brad, just th- think about this now. I mean, I know we try to stay on top of our doe harvest over there, but with a deer herd that uh, prolific, you know, I-, I just think it's possible. And like I said, you're the one that's seen it. I said, Brad, do you think that if the numbers really got knocked back by that flood, do you think it could have made it to where that rut's more intense just because our numbers are lower? I definitely think we're seeing that. Yeah. I really do, cause, uh, I think it. I don't remember what day exactly it was, but it was early for over there to see the chasing and stuff we were seeing. Yeah. It was like the twelfth. Yeah, y'all sent that the one Troy killed. Y'all yeah. sent a, a clip of that. Cause y'all videoed, videoed on the computer screen with your cell phone. I said, Brad, think about it. I said, when's the last time you've seen a deer 
that age class there's a four to five year old deer five to six five to six two, 250 pounder a five to six year old deer when's the last time you've seen one that old chasing a doe like that at yeah. cottonmouth yeah it, i've never i don't I've seen them following them, like walking behind them. I've never seen them chasing, not like that. The most chasing I've seen mature deer over there is usually in January. Yep. Mm -hmm. Not the first rut. Usually there's so many does to pick from because our deer herd is so, I mean, numbers-wise, it's best. Dense. I mean, anybody that's ever hunted the Mississippi Delta or, you know, Arkansas Delta, Louisiana Delta, any of that river stuff, they know what we're talking about when we say it's this crazy deer number. Yeah, yeah. I mean – when you say uh, cottonmouth, I estimate uh, this is not a fact. This is an estimate on a, on a normal year. I would think we'd have eight hundred to a thousand deer on that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you say that, and then people are like, "Wow, yeah, this year it's not like that." And I think that's what we're really seeing is a difference in the yeah. running activity. We're, we're having to compete. Yeah, because I mean, I've all you know, you hear, you know, somebody maybe they bought a farm or anyhow they decide to put it under a management program, and usually a biologist, whoever, tell them be like, you start taking X amount of those you know this amount of bucks you know what you're trying to do is get the buck to doe ratio tighter so it'll take a little bit it'll take long don't expect mm-hmm. it to be overnight but if you start to get that ratio tighter you'll see an increase in rut you'll see a more intense rut yeah well, we're seeing it overnight because there's no there was no no grace period nature did it yeah you know what i mean yeah. like like nature said okay population whether or not they got killed by the flood whether or not some of them left during the time they were pushed out on that levee whether they just went to other ground and never returned you gotta remember too when our deer started leaving this past year hunting season was still open Mm -hmm. and i mean the people outside the levees like the surrounding landowners Mm -hmm. and stuff that were not flooded they got an increase in deer and a huge yeah huge influx of deer great you know i'm sure they had a fantastic late season last year but that still I mean, we've been talking about how we're hurt and everything, but I really, from what I've been seeing the last two weeks, it helped us. Yeah, that's and here's what I'm thinking, like you know, I'm like if our deer numbers stay where they're at, in the river, Lord willing, Lord please let that river be nice <laughs> to us for the rest of this season through the summer. At least don't have an eight month flood yeah. flood stage. Can you imagine with that number of deer? What some of the bucks are going to be next season we're if going. they have the the because the nutrition they'll have like it's liable if, to get silly if we get a normal river say it goes above flood stage for like maybe a month that's yeah. that's being generous giving it that All right if we have that happen it's going to be antler growth will be unreal next year yeah yeah that's it no if and buts around it's 2011 flood that you know it went down a lot earlier than it did this year and those bucks got the growth they needed that year and uh it same like this it had a lot of a lot of kill, a lot of, a lot of yeah. your herd died off a lot, of, a lot more than normal. And uh, that next fall, it was just un- unreal up and down the river as far as antler yeah. growth. Well, because they had the lower numbers, but then they had time to get those nutrients while they're growing yep. antlers, which me, is not what happened this year. Me and you went to a seminar back last summer at the QDMA convention with Craig Harper. Craig Harper. And yep. he was telling us it was something really interesting to me. I can't remember the exact number, but it was less than 20 percent of your browse is premium mm-hmm. not all browse in the woods is great for your deer yeah it may be the same species of browse but not all of it's got the same content to it that makes right. your antlers grow as big so mm-hmm. when you've got less numbers of deer competing over that high high percentage feed mm-hmm. that makes them grow bigger because they know i yeah. mean they, they know oh yeah they, they know what has more and, and yeah like you said i mean it's just less competition 
for that kind of food. I mean, like I'm just at this point, and we were me and Brad were talking about it last week. We were laughing about it. Like you talk to anybody that hunts along that river right now, where the river where it's at, like it's not flood stage, but you know it's a little bit high. It's right there yeah. at it. Everyone's I mean, everyone's gun shy because they're so scared after last year. Like, please don't do that again. Please don't it's, do that again. It's at the stage in Vicksburg right now. I think it's 33, 34. It's in the 30s. Yeah. I don't know what it is today, but uh, at the 30-something mark, one big front in the upper Midwest or Northeast can mm. just decimate us. Yeah. So, And I just don't even, I mean, like, and I know it, it's, we say this a lot, but, like, I'm just, like, looking at those deer and what they went through. I'm like, God, Lee, I don't want them. Give them a break. Like, yeah, like, give them a break, man. <laughs> like, good gosh. They just, you know, like, and, and so now they look, other than their antlers, Togo was the same way. The bucks, the, I mean, like, uh, we saw several does get pulled in that skin and shit. All of them had, you know, some of them had, like, the, the fat content on them when we skin them. I mean, like, they were, they'd eaten good. Yeah. So it was the same, same story, yeah. you know. Um, but. I mean, it's Troy's just, deer weighed 250. Mm-hmm. We killed one deer last year at weighed 250, and uh, my deer weighed 230, 220 something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, all the bucks that are four and a half and five and a half years older, yeah, they're above average weights. What was what was your deer doing when you shot it? Cruising, looking for a doe. Yeah, three o'clock in the afternoon. Because I mean, I saw that clip you sent, but the one you, that got sent to Troy's was longer, like years. I, I mean, that's what it looked like what was happening, but it was like yeah. right before you shot it. We him. uh we had got set down in Bodoc and. We hunted there. Pause. Let me turn this TV down. Lord. Lord. Zero professionalism. Football, football games going on, man. Um, but, uh. Oh, yeah, Bodoc. Yep. That's had, a good stand. That What day did you kill? That's right around where I killed that one at Bodoc last year. You killed yours on the 16th. I don't remember what day I killed mine on. Right around that. Yeah. But, uh. We had set, we had hunted there the uh, morning before and didn't see much. But you know, mm-hmm. you got to try. You got to give that a value and effort. That yeah. spot, that area, is known. Too killed. good. Yeah. Yeah. What Man. is when we talk about Bodoc, like Bodoc, if you were to draw out like a a picture for a spot, like like the perfect spot to catch a buck cruising in the southeast during the rut, Bodoc. You wouldn't do that this year though. No. What's different in there? There's no cover oh yeah yeah i didn't think about that it you would not recognize it this year i didn't think about that which it makes sense though because there were several areas that i hunted with brad that we'd get in and brad the the whole time brad was going man i'm telling you usually on the years like other years it looks different than this that water just kept it held back for so long Mm -hmm. it never got to grow Mm -hmm. you remember where you uh recovered your deer at it was six foot high and cuckaburs in there yeah you can see 300 yards in woods this year really but history them deer the yeah. older deer know where to go you know they, yeah. they know where to cruise and look at but is that thicket line even there a little bit not just not not like pronounced it like is. it usually yeah. is yeah. yeah like usually in that spot it is a like defined line yeah and it's a you know you got the food plot oh you know coyote food plot backed up to it and then chance is not there far from I, it i can tell you how open them woods are you can see most of coyote from it can you really yeah yeah you usually can't see it at all hardly uh-uh. you just know it's there yeah but that's uh that's what happened we uh we got up in the stand and hadn't been there 15 minutes just got done doing the opening and doing all the tv stuff we need to do to get the hunt rolling you know and uh i just sat down put a cough drop in because you know i've been struggling <laughs> not trying to cough and wheeze and yeah it's funny because i was sitting there i was wheezing really bad that day 
Yeah. And I wheezed, and I was, and I heard something. I was like, "Was that me? <laughs> Sound like a deer." But was that me? And I looked up, and there I could see his horns coming through that privet line over. There. Yeah. But that was him grunting. Anyway, was that me? Did I make that noise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what privet line you're talking about too. Mm-hmm. It's where there's a bunch of them pop out right there. Yeah, but he, uh, for whatever reason, he took that trail. If I'd have had my bow, it'd been a top ten shot. Yeah, that's what it looked like. I saw like because when I saw the deer come in, I was like, "Is he bow hunting or boom?" Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he was thirty three yards. I think. Yeah. Well, I can't say the one I killed was like forty. Yeah. You know, he just happened to come. I mean, that that's a a good spot yeah you know it's, it's, that's all there is to it it's just very his, history has proven itself and that's one of the yeah. spots year in year out it's gonna be good that week yeah what did y'all see um this past week Man. i know y'all still killed deer but what were y'all seeing in terms of like rut goes yeah still seeing the Not, same they're more lockdown right now yeah see that's what's interesting to me because like the first week when troy killed that one and then you killed the one in, in bodock me and brad were pretty i mean like we were just seeing like just the faintest of whispers that the rut may be on its way yeah you know it's seen some young bucks kind of you know we'd hunt a food plot and there'd be a doe out there and a you know a two and a half year old would come run that doe off you know i'll tell you this food plots other than that afternoon that uh troy killed that deer that was chasing like crazy food plots are not the spot to be right now same yeah exact same we hunted food plots like two or three times and then like the second the second or third time whichever it was me and brad were like we got to get they're still on browse yeah as i know factual like 100 yeah. percent fact like we were hunting food plots like just big four or five acre looking field should see 20 deer in yeah it. saw like three yeah. and we're like there you know like i said it, it, it's still enough browse out there that's just they don't have to eat them yet yeah but uh this week we had that uh, big weather front come in monday we didn't hunt Tuesday afternoon, we uh, went to Oak Tree Road, me and Jimmy did, and uh, it was, we didn't see a deer till 4.30, we yeah. saw a little buck and nothing else till about 5, then a doe popped out, and uh, she started eating on acorns, you know how them oak trees are, that's yeah. a food plot in the woods, so right, you're not really yeah. hunting, you're hunting both, you're yeah, hunting you browsing, both, yeah. Yeah. but, uh, and uh, the, wasn't two minutes later, here come a big old eight point just yeah. following her just, mm-hmm. just hanging with her he wasn't chasing he was just waiting on her to do her thing yeah and, typical old deer behavior yeah and uh he he finally fed around enough where he could get a open shot and jimmy laid him out out there you know he the funny thing the cool thing about it was he fell probably 20 yards from where we saw son of rocker first time really yeah that's so cool that brought back some good memories i bet it did uh so like well all that craziness is going on at cottonmouth I said towards the. I'm trying to piece all this together. Yeah. Like that would have been. That was Tuesday. Let me pull out my calendar here, and put these dates together. So, the ninth, like December the ninth through the thirteenth. That's the week. That's the first week I was at Togo. That's the week you and Troy killed. That's the most rutting we saw. Yep. And so. Which is earlier than normal. Exactly. So Thursday of that week, there's a big uh, cutover, and Brad. That's like Brad said food plots ain't doing it let's get in these woods i know there's deer in this cut over i'm like i'm in let's go so we haul in there with climbers one morning jack up a tree um and we see a big probably five to six year old he's either a six or a seven point mm-hmm. bumping a doe around <clears throat> and we hadn't seen and when i say bumping he's kind of like doing like what you said like he's just kind of following behind her 
and if he got you know close, he would kind of, she'd kind of just move up a little. I mean, he wasn't like full on chasing, but I was like, okay, we yeah. got you know that's a mature buck doing some of this now. Like we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brad was going to shoot that deer. He just never, never could get a shot. He kind of when the openings I had, he couldn't shoot, and then he just kind of was moving around so much, just didn't work out. Right. Uh, that next morning we climbed again, and uh, like it's not even daylight yet. Like I, not even, not for the camera, like daylight period. And I hear, and a a buck chases a doe probably 100 yards in front of our climbers. But, I mean, it's dark. I mean, you can just hear it and hear the grunt. And we're like, well, that's good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And then we saw saw one poor doe was getting chased by, like, four or five bucks that were all three and a half and under. Oh, wow. Like, we saw – there was a – I say it's not. I mean, it's a slough now, but it's not. It's only a slough now because the river's up a little bit. Right. And she was on, running the edge of that slough, and you see her go, boom, and then you like just at one after another, buck, 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 <laughs> just chasing. Yeah. And then before the morning ended, Brad like Brad goes, I see a doe over there. I'm like, okay. And then uh, Brad goes, oh goodness, big deer, big deer. And there was a really nice eight point. Well, and he was just doing kind of what you just just patiently walking behind this doe trying not to draw any attention yeah just kind of keeping his distance she wasn't worried he was just like just kind of doing his thing and we're like when you see one that age doing it it's happening yeah you know no doubt and uh the very that was on a that was on saturday and then left that saturday because i had to go to a christmas party come back that sunday because he found a spot he wanted to hunt and sundays when we killed the first deer out there okay so we'd start like watching the progression of it because Togo was probably two hours south. Yeah, I wonder how many miles it is. Probably but sixty or yeah. fifty to sixty, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more, seventy. But just watching the transition happen was yeah. very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. But, uh, yeah, this this past week, I mean, Jimmy killed two bucks in two days, and then Troy killed one the last day we were there. Yeah. His bow. So happening. Yeah, Troy's was pretty cool hunt. Uh, Jimmy. The secondary kill, we were sitting in a secret patch, of course, and Buck came out by himself. Yep. And here come a doe out of uh, secret bottom, and he uh, stood around there and looked at her. Then he come and checked her out, and Jimmy shot him, of course. Yeah. But Tro- Troy's was pretty cool. We were sitting buckshot three and uh, hadn't seen a whole lot. And about, I don't know, 4, 15, 4.30, we saw a doe getting chased by a little young buck across the end of it. Yep. And uh, a couple seconds later, we heard this awful commotion thought a limb fell out of a tree or something popping and i couldn't figure out what it was and a doe started or a deer started blowing over there and come to find out later troy looked back at the video and there's two bucks fighting really yeah and the buck he shot ended up skirting us out there about 70 80 yards i said troy grunt at him real quick yeah and uh brindley's over playing she's in a, her swing she's all right yeah uh i said troy grunt at him and troy went back back and that buck turned on a dime and be blinded to us at yeah. 25, 30 yards. But that's that's what goes back to what we were talking about too. Because we, have, I mean, look, don't we? We have definitely had success calling deer in at Cottonmouth. We, it's it's happened. usually more in January though. Yeah, like not this time of year, and not like you usually get like that. You know how you grunt at them, they sneak in, and they go, "Was that what I thought it was?" And then they walk a little bit. You grunt at them again. And they go. Okay, it was, and they just kind of meander in there. Not, yep. not any of this. Burp, burp. Oh, okay. You yeah. know, not like I mean, that. Tom, I mean, usually you'll have a young buck do that and yeah. come right in, but this one, I mean, you're talking about five, six year old buck. Yeah. 
I mean, come up in there and making scrapes like a freaking bull. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, uh, and we talked about this hunt a little bit last week, but um, so at Togo, uh, like again, this was a, all of it kind of melts together. I'd try, if I, I'd have to go back and rewatch everything to get the timing exactly right, but yeah. I know it was somewhere in between where me and Brad decided, all right, food plots are not where we need to be. Um, and there was a spot, it was actually out the back of a food plot. And the water had come up through there, so you had, I mean, there was a big thicket, and then along this, so you had thicket, water, and then all along this open lane was acorn trees, on mm. acorn trees. And there was, that was the most deer sign, to, on the whole, the whole week, that was the most deer sign we saw. It was kind of mm. like, all right, we need to find somewhere to hunt right here. Right. Um, and so we found a, lucked up and found a tree right on the edge of water, north wind would blow over that water. It was a booger bear of a tree to hang it in because there was vines poison ivy going all over the place you know but the last time i hung a stand togo i had to go to the hospital because yeah. i got poison ivy yeah. so bad. it was like that i still got remnants of it on my wrist but um it was like kind of one of those things where like if we get a stand in this tree we'll get a shot at the deer mm -hmm. you know uh and we hunted it one afternoon and th it was before that cold weather came through and we just didn't see hang on a second let me go put a passy in her mouth she's fine pause this is a professional pause while jordan goes to take care of his baby i would cry too if jordan was my father no one can blame her sorry brinley can't help who your daddy is good luck in the future <laughs> all right so um so we hunted that spot one afternoon and we saw like one spike mm -hmm. but we were like we were like we gotta give that another shot so the cold weather had come through. I mean, it was probably low 30s that morning, maybe even colder than that. Uh, I mean, all I know, it was cold. And, uh, I mean, like, we had shot and opened an interview and then, I mean, sat there a little bit. I mean, it was still pretty still pretty low light, if I can remember right. And Brad was like, hey, like, yeah, he said, he said, I think we need to try to wake him up a little bit. And, you know, I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm so he gets it, he grunts cans i mean i'm talking like not a long sequence you know i mean you know how brad usually does how we most he doesn't just come out the gate just rawr, i mean yeah. he just just kind of did a little tendon grunts and canned a few times and he turned around to his backpack and he put his calls back in i think he like was reaching for something else i don't know I mean, he turned back around and you know next thing he looks over and he's like 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 and then coming down the edge of that water turned out to be a five to six year old eight point come to the tree Wow. Like, it, he almost went behind the tree. I mean, he was standing at the base of the tree, and Brad had to wait for him to come around because he was standing there facing us for the longest time. Yeah. But, I mean, he shot him at, like, 12 yards. That's crazy. And That's awesome. we were like, holy smokes. How I mean, just, like, again, going from just a few days prior, eh, little bucks, you know, then the, that older buck's kind of chasing her around, and then this, I mean, he was a five- to six-year-old deer, comes to the tree. Yeah. You're like, holy smokes, man. I think a lot of that's got to do with weather, too. Yeah. yeah. It gets those older bucks feeling better. Yeah. It doesn't have anything. I don't think it has anything to do with the progression of heat cycles or anything in does, but I no. think it just gets the deer feeling better on their feet during yeah. daylight. Oh, for sure. I mean, because even when it's not the rut, they move better when it's colder, yep. you know? Yep. Uh, so when you had to, compa you know, compound it, the fact that it's the rut and it's good weather. Yeah, no doubt. But, um, I mean, that was, that was the coolest hunt I've had all season was that. I mean, when you call them – mature buck that you know to the tree i mean yeah it's pretty incredible ain't no doubt ain't nothing like it when it works out like that 
Apparently is not happy. You made her mad. <laughs> um, but no, man, it was uh like I said, it was pretty impressive few weeks, and it was it was ever just kept. It was cool to me to watch to be hearing from y'all, and then comparing it to what was happening down here, then see it. <laughs> oh man, it's cool. Yeah, but it, it was like it was just really cool to me to watch to be hearing what we are seeing, and then watch that kind of leak down into Togo yeah. with it being you know the south. And it's like we were talking to Levi, you know. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting to see how the rut works here in Mississippi. Yeah, it's you know? so. It's pretty funky. It's not like the whole state of you know. You can go to the whole state of Iowa, say first week of November, and they're chasing everywhere. Yeah. Here, no, so it progresses from north to south. Yeah, and then like, and that's just like in the along the river and in the delta. You know, like I can remember the first time I like, you know, Kapai County, I hunted over there. Um, that's january yeah you know I, and then i can remember I, like, the first time i came over there they were to, to cottonmouth they were like december i was like really mm-hmm. you know it's interesting it's it's very like regional like super regional oh it's here. within a few it miles a mile a few mile yeah. radius because I, I can think of uh a friend of mine i worked with him also oak he uh hunted up in northeast mississippi and around toxies and stuff there you know they're chasing right now just like in the delta and where he hunted at was 35 minutes from there and they were end of january yeah it's so it's it's so weird how the deer in mississippi rut yeah. it really is i've always thought that and I, well it, it it became weird to me when i started getting to travel to other places yeah and then i was like oh you know because at first it's just what you're used to I growing mean, up down the here whole, but. the whole midwest there's five or six states up there that are good within a 10-day period yeah yeah, you know it's it's so weird here. Yeah, that's Which, the only way I know how to. Do it. Oh, it is. Like I said, that place in Kampai that I used to hunt. I mean, you go there right now. I mean, no I mean, I mean, I mean you can still get some good hunts in, but you ain't gonna see any rutting. You know, not, it's gonna be first, second week of January. Yeah. But what's cool about I'm eager to see how the rest of the season plays out. Yeah. With this, you know, because I mean, the the rut being like it has been, a cottonmouth took me off guard. Was not expecting that. Yeah. Um, and then well, you know, like typically. Once the rut starts, from then until the end of season, it's good hunting. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 eager to see what happens. One thing we have working very good in our favor is that our food plots look excellent. Yeah. Since there was so much browse, everybody's heard us talk about how much mass is on the ground and yeah. how much browse is in the woods this year because of that flood. But uh. I mean, we've got great food plots left for January. Because they touched them, yeah. Usually they're to the dirt in January, yeah. so it's, it, it might get really, really yeah. nasty. D- dude, I don't think, and it was the same at Togo, too. I was, I, was, I was curious about that. Same at Togo. I don't think there was a mass tree that we walked under, Cottonmouth or Togo, that was not producing. Right. Every single, and not just producing, but I'm talking like raining. We got acorn trees at, at Cottonmouth this year that I've never seen acorns on that have them. Yeah. Yeah. The land between the lake shoe mards, mm-hmm. they've got acorns. Yeah, they never had them, have they? Never seen them on there. Yeah, and then, like, we've always got pecan trees, but they're all, I mean, it's, they don't normally all fall like this. It is stinking unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, like, at, at um, Togo, we were walking. I mean, like, the dewberry and the greenbrier yeah. is everywhere. I'll tell you how much mass the deer have at Cottonmouth right now is they're not even hardly eating them in the woods. They're just walking up and down the roads, eating them out of the roads because they're easy to get to. Yeah. <laughs> when you got deer getting picky on food, that's how you know you've got a uh, 
you've got a residual food effect the other day we are uh somewhere it's a funny story i forget we drove in there with a buggy and checked camera midday or whatever and cracked a bunch of pecans in this road i don't even remember where we were but anyway we were hunting right there it was at chances and yeah. uh you know you drive in there and we cracked all these pecans with tires of the buggy driving in there and the deer were picking the cracked pecans up <laughs> over the whole pecan <laughs> like oh look at they shelled them already that's nice of them yeah uh but yeah it's been a fun couple of weeks and i hope it keeps it up oh for sure yeah. and it's it's never i'm sure you'll hit they'll this will be a reoccurring theme but it's it's been really interesting to me as like because as the longer season goes on it's like we're learning more and more the effects of that flood it's a totally different year. and apparently not all of those effects are bad yeah so i'm happy about that mm-hmm. but uh yeah i think that about covers all of it and um we got yeah. a fun week ahead of us. We're going to be hunting the zoo finally for a few days in a row and trying to figure them deer out. And Hopefully we'll get one or two down out there. Would love to. Um, but, yeah, that's it, guys. Always, if you have any questions, send it into the Facebook or the Instagram page. And that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.